This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me, Dipanjana Pal and Rajshri Sen. This week we have got for you truly racy, not safe for work material. Um, things that you should not watch with mummy and daddy around. That would be a very strange situation if this... Would you be comfortable watching what we are going to talk about with no, your parents? No, because it's just so badly made. That's why I wouldn't. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Find out what we are going to talk about in about 30 seconds. So before we get into the belly of the beast, as it were, um, let me tell you what we're going to be talking about. We've got a little ad, which is almost like a short film Hmm. from America, which we love. The Pirelli calendar is out and yet again they've gone feminist, as the Eco Times put it. Why have they gone feminist? We will tell you. Uh, there's also Big Boss with Debang and Dabang Debang. Dabang Debang. God bless. <laughs> and of course, our current favorite, Lay You Down by Nano. So let's say you're a producer and you want to make a socially relevant and provocative music video. Yeah. What is it that you do? I uh, create a really horrible sounding song. <laughs> then I just tell two women who are musicians and singers in their own right to not to, sing to not sing but uh, to take off their clothes and make out with each other and do a sort of lesbian fantasy thing which is pointless towards them like there's no story arc so just so everyone knows what we are talking about there's a gentleman called Nano. this is actually his name it's n-a-n-o-k he is a electronic music producer in bombay Indeed. And And his new track is called Lay You Down and do listen to it. Lay You Down has been produced, as you said, by Nanok. Um, Mm -hmm. Nanok was very clear that he wanted Anushka Manchanda and Monica Dogra in particular to be in this video because... I don't know why, frankly. Because they aren't singing. No, that's the weird thing. These are two singers who are not singing. He's picked them only to make out with one another while somebody by the name of Rehan Dalal or Ray D. Yeah. Um, sings what I could not entirely tell, but uh, something that presumably sounds musical to both Nanok and Rehan Dalal. Now, here's my question with something like this. Why would you take singers and use them only for their bodies? Well, it seems that the singers were fine with it because Manchanda has edited the video herself. So, which is fine. I'm saying everyone wants to collaborate. It's something different. It's something risky. So, but the video itself is very, uh, if you call it tastefully shot in the sense that it's all uh, dark and light and shadow and there's a hint of breast and then there's uh, a bare back and all sorts of stuff and lots of uh, kissing happening. Also licking. Licking, kissing, there's saliva exchange which you see. But what is the point of this video other than... I don't know. Shock value. And to be fair, I mean, 
in that from that point of view rather hmm. i don't think it's a bad thing um in that it's basically shock value as we because i don't see it's not music appreciation that you're getting so but they've got around 435000 views that's not bad it's not great either like you've got two naked women making out with each other two beautiful I'd, naked women making I'd out i'd say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder so i don't want to comment on who's beautiful or not i just found this an entirely pointless video and uh, i found it very juvenile quite yeah, frankly but the thing is that we are not comfortable seeing same sex romance at all right uh, in films that we've seen where you know one man has to kiss another man such a big charade goes on and you know it's it's just your acting yeah you're just putting lip to lip it shouldn't no, be such a big see, deal but see the audience which is watching this is not is a upwardly mobile english speaking audience who i don't think most people really care if it's a lesbian couple or a gay couple so which is why i found it even more pointless like what are you trying to prove over here what i loved was that gq india compared it to blue is the warmest color yeah which um for those who don't know <laughs> was a film that won palm d'or at can the year that it was made and is considered one of the sort of landmark kind of films because it had a 10 minute lesbian sequence lesbian sex sequence and was a lesbian love story mm. um whatever you feel about blue is the warmest color and it is a very controversial film because of a number of issues not the least of which is that the director apparently pushed these actors very very hard and there are scenes in which you see them crying they're actually crying because of what the director oh, has pushed them to they cry to. at the end i don't Why? think they've been pushed into anything okay but i want to quote a line from gq's article on do, this do the lines is the sentences it's a dope track too you'll realize once your eyeballs return to their sockets so uh, just keep your eyeballs and prayers while watching this because we put ourselves through this for the sake of i'm very mystified by two things about this hmm. video and it does not gq did not answer these questions and my eyes stayed in their sockets yeah, but you know mind still one is why was anushka manchanda licking like that there's Maybe like this pronounced licking of almost of a froggy variety this reminded me of in dil dhadakne do they hmm. explain how that lovely the dog which i really like keeps hmm. licking farhan's face and so on they used to slather ice cream on one side of farhan akhtar's face so he said while it was all looking very nice to the camera his face was sticky as hell and the dog was like licking it vociferously so you were wondering if monica dobra maybe had maybe she had chocolate or something because that licking was maybe they were starved and then there was some food i also got the, the feeling that this might be a self defeating video because nanok has said that he wanted to do this to raise awareness about lgbt um <laughs> like issues this, like I this think. apparently this is when you say fr- with friends like these indeed but it's also by the end of the video hmm. there's a single tear gracefully falling That's down monica dogra's face that means either the sex was very bad or this relationship is downhill either way i don't or see how this is realize that this video is ridiculous uh so you don't watch big boss because you have finer tastes than me i'm i'm a sophisticated person yes now i can't say the same for myself so i watch big boss over the weekend like uh, most uh, 
common people <laughs> and uh, there's one uncommon thing indeed, in it indeed which is that dibang the journalist and sometime actor because he has acted in pink and he is also acted our producer is going to give this input he's also acted in in madras cafe which i did not watch dibang starts each episode starts with him in the abp newsroom uh giving breaking news on the house because that is abp news apparently yeah. but i would like to say that i personally have a very soft spot for dibang because don't snort okay, sorry, like that sorry. how undignified of how yeah. common of yeah, you yeah i'm sorry anyway huh. because uh dibang was among the people who got very upset when uh, news laundry's manisha pande hmm. wrote about the sex scandal do you remember <gasps> and he uh, and we did the uh, unforgivable task of asking whether journalists don't have much of a sex life considering how scandalized they were by so that what partic- was he was upset at the question was about very his ups- sex life yeah or? he was very upset with manisha in particular yeah so see now dibang is showing us what embedded journalism is all about because Indeed. he is he has these insights into the big boss house he's standing in the newsroom you have these poor journalists behind him pretending to work while he's talking to doing his piece to camera but this weekend was the clincher because salman khan introduced him as hamare dabang dibang oh oh too much so dibang alliteration grinned. and pun yeah. together and dibang grinned into the camera and he was then called on to interrogate the big boss contestants wait is he a journalist or an interrogator he's both there yeah, what you're saying so, so limited my world view so watch big boss just to see how low journalism can fall no no that's how how low interrogation has fallen yeah. please don't associate no but he does us. a uh, this thing also a rap he does a summation so of things so what were the kind of questions he was asking i i zoned out but he asked things like why do you fight with the other when you fought over the bread not being in the fridge was did you mean to actually just pick a hole in her argument like it was deep stuff but at the end of it salman khan said dabang dabang thank you and he smiled and vanished but every night you can watch dabang if not on abp news he's at least on big boss good to know got some news day from the radio man he spoke the words somber and as softly as he can the world stood still and the sky opened up i made my way to fill up my coffee cup then it occurred to me as the daylight sky shone blue today's day that johnny met june Um I just want everyone to know our listeners our dear listeners hmm. that while this clip was being played Miss Sen was saying how wonderful it would be if I as in not her but me the panjana if I died while recording because, because it's the first time someone would have died while recording a podcast just think not for the sake r- of our art and our hits notoriety has been missed by one bronchial cough <laughs> the reason why i pick up the subject of death is because what you heard is from an uh from a short film titled evan so this is a public awareness part of a public awareness campaign watch it it's been made by bbdo new york watch it it's a very nicely made film you will need to watch it twice 
once and you reach the end. And they show it to you twice yeah. as well. But it's uh, it's related to the school shootings that there have been a spate of them yeah. for years in America. But this one in particular... Sandy Hook. Refers to Sandy Hook. So the reason why it's been released now is because this is the anniversary, the fourth year anniversary of the shooting which had happened. And this is uh, the Sandy Hook Promise Foundation, which is a non-profit which has been set up by family members of the people who were the students who were killed mm. at Sandy Hook. So 20 students and six adults were killed. And uh, by this chap called, by he was a student also, called Adam Lanza, who had first killed his mother at home. Then he came in and he shot these students and the adults were teachers who were protecting the students. So the parents have, uh, they do a lot of work for awareness against gun culture, how to identify children who may have violent leanings and all. But what's nice about this uh, film, if you can say nice for something like this, is it's not preachy. It actually hits home. And uh, I don't want to give it away because the first time you see it, it is simply brilliant when you reach the end. But uh, it's, it's worth seeing and reminding yourself of why gun culture is... And it's Just uh, particularly evil. clever as a film because it totally works on all the tropes of high school romances yeah. that we've seen in Hollywood pulpy films, right? Mm. So while you're watching it, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen this like a million times before and they'll be like, we know exactly how this is going to and end. And the casting is so good. It's they great. really look like students. <laughs> They're gawky and there's a cute student. It's just very nicely done. It's very sweet until, of course, this one moment when it turns completely dark. Yeah. And uh, did you notice any... So there are certain things that... So I noticed only on the iPad... When he is scrolling so, the pictures. I noticed the video that he was watching in the computer okay. room. No, but watch this video. It's excellent. I think all ad agencies should also watch it to learn how to make a good video. And hats off to BBD or New York for doing Superbly this. done. Yeah. It has been described by the Economic Times as the Pirelli calendar stays feminist another year. Why? Because this year, for 2017 rather, Pirelli has gone with older women who are being shot without makeup for their calendar. I'd just like to point out who are the women in the Pirelli calendar before we all jump up and down about them being without makeup. Penelope Cruz, Julianne Moore, Kate Winslet, Helen Mirren, Nicole Kidman, Lupita Nyong'o, Jessica Chastain, Charlotte Rampling, Rooney Mara, Uma Thurman. There's one only who is not a celebrity, who's a school teacher or something. Alicia Vikander, Robin Wright and Zhang Ziyi. I'm, and oh yeah, the teacher that you're talking about, huh? Anastasia Ignatova. Yeah, she's Teaches the only political one. theory at Moscow State University. These are ridiculously beautiful women. No, but even then, there are enough ridiculously beautiful women in Indian cinema who will not be allow themselves to be photographed and like uh, it's for the full year and for life after that it's recorded what your face looks like without makeup that these women have bothered to because Nicole Kidman is you can see her 
wrinkles and her brown lines but that you can see even with makeup to be fair yeah but i still think it's at least a step away from the absolutely because it used to be very glamorous so pirelli is what inspired uh, kingfisher the, kingfisher and the daburatnani calendar so they've been pirelli as a tire company and uh, they've been making just, this just pause for a second yeah. for everyone to soak in the fact that pirelli and daburatnani have a connection yeah Please even they are dying in Italy when they are hearing this if they were in 1962 they start their calendar and it always used to be very photoshopped very glamorous and it's always had celebrities there's a reason why people would want to buy the calendar after all right but they have done things like they had uh, Naomi Campbell pose topless for Pirelli when she was in her teens so they've done all these absurd things so it's a uh, last year was the first time they did this non uh, non or less makeup uh, shoot now here's the reason why last year's calendar which was shot by Annie Leibovitz mm. um was a little more interesting to me than this one because it actually did play around with conventions of beauty so yeah. the one that i remember most clearly is amy schumer yeah. sitting on that stool and she's uh, topless i think and she's just wearing a g string and mm. this is not a perfect body not trying to hide those imperfections at all but just comfortable in an in oneself this year's calendar judging from the few photographs that i have seen uh Kurtzi Pirelli and this one's been shot by Peter Lindberg hmm. while i appreciate the point that you're making about having gone without uh makeup these are incredibly stylized photos they have been photoshopped within an edge of their lives quite evidently or at least they've been shot to create a certain degree of illusion heightened contrasts mm. denser shadows and these women are beautiful this is not to take away from any of that mm. but um it's it's quite glamorous still this is not a deglamorized look but at all but why would anyone buy the pirelli ca- calendar if it wasn't glamorous that's also know. expecting too much no that it is the pirelli calendar at the end of the day it's like why will they become national geographic it's as simple as that No, no the question is that if you're making a statement or if you're trying mm-hmm. to make a statement then actually make it i don't so according to me it's a great step no i don't think that there's anything wrong with it it's just that i find the whole adulation that follows these uh, moves a little uh, stupid quite frankly because what they're doing is fine They're saying that we're going to try something different. There was a really good response to it last year. We'll go on with it this year. It's a commercial venture which mm. is moving along commercial lines. We tend to approach it however like it's manna falling from the heavens. But those are idiots, no? Whoever sure, if anyone it's the same people who think the Anushka video is manna from heaven. Like why would you idolize anything or say oh it's so wonderful? I just think it's worth mentioning because it is a step away from the usual fashion shoots that happen with the same bunch of women most probably i would also like to defy any of us to look the way uma thurman does in a close up without makeup amaze ami jaan kehti thi koi dhanda chhota nahi hota jisko tu dhanda bolta hai na crime mein bol dhanda band kar le वरना सांस लेना भी मुश्किल कर दूंगा एक दिन नाक में नकेल डाल के खींच के लेके जाऊंगा तुझे मैं यहां से सबूत ले आइए ले जाइए रही साजिर आ रहा हूं 
So just to make our life difficult, exactly when we finished recording our awful and awesome entertainment rap, Shah Rukh Khan decided to release the trailer of Rais. Obviously, he did it thinking that he would outwit us because naturally the world of pop culture and entertainment revolves around our recording schedule. However, we are here to outwit him. We've got Sri Sen working as the voice of God a la Big Boss. Hello. That's her. And of course, I'm not the voice of God. I'm the voice of Slave of God. So uh, you saw Rais? Yes, I did, as in the trailer, which is out now. Yeah, we can't see the film yet, but I, uh, did you like it? I really like the trailer. So here's the thing, right? It's based on uh, an actual criminal's life. Yeah. Uh, this Abdul guy, Latif. Abdul Latif, the uh, Dawood's guy, henchman, basically. Exactly. And he started as a small-time bootlegger and eventually became basically the guy who had a monopoly over bootlegging. He had uh, kidnappings uh, to his name, murder. He was one of the suspects in the 1993 uh, Mumbai blasts. So altogether, he was an extraordinarily villainous figure. And that's who we see Shah Rukh Khan playing. And but we'll put, yes. what's really funny is that while he was, he may have uh, been very strongly involved in the uh, Mumbai blast and therefore led to the killing of many people, he, his son has sued, uh, there's a court case against uh, the film, right? Because his son has said that in the film, my father might have done all these things, but he never ran a brothel. And over here, y'all have shown that he's run a brothel and that has upset me. I like that, right? Like, that yeah. is the big problem. Which is good. Just shows that just because you are a bootlegger and most probably have uh, basically been involved in the killing of people and all sorts of criminal activities, that doesn't mean that you disrespect women. Indeed. It, and that's important. It's very important. Yeah. The other thing that I was very happy to see in the trailer, aside from uh, Shah Rukh Khan, who really makes Kajal look good. Yeah, um, he's looking, he's also looking really good in this film. Yes. The other bit that I was very happy to see was Mahira Khan, the Pakistani actress, not being uh, sidelined in the trailer. I mean, after all that we saw with Edil Hai Mushkil and uh, Pakistani yeah, yeah. actors. They haven't, so basically, the film, let's just tell them, the film is directed by Rahul Dhulakya. And it stars Shah Rukh. And it, the actress is not one of our beautiful Indian actresses, but uh, from Pakistan. And it's Mahira Khan. And she's famous. Like, I didn't know this till I saw the trailer because I said... Who is this person? And I was informed by the people around me that she has acted in a very well-known show with Fawad Khan. She's also Mrs. Fawad Khan. Oh, she's married to him. People will hate her then. So, so I personally did don't think that, like, I feel that they've chosen her because she doesn't overshadow Shah Rukh. I think you're being very judgmental. Mahira Khan <laughs> yes. is an astonishingly good actress as her soaps show. And okay. I have a feeling that uh, she's one of those people who can make a small role actually feel far more poignant than okay. a lot of our cosmetic glossy ones do. So, uh, 
whether or not uh, she would overshadow Shahrukh is a little difficult to tell. But let's be fair, in a story that is mostly about uh, prohibition and liquor smuggling and evidently some violence, it's really unlikely that the women characters are going to have a huge role to play. Yeah. I just wanted to point out also Rahul Dholakia has a reasonably turbulent relationship with Bollywood. He's also the director of Parzania, which did not get released in Gujarat. So altogether, Reis promises to be pretty darn exciting. Also because uh, someone tweeted to me after I tweeted about the trailer, someone said this movie is definitely not going to see the light of day. It's a Muslim actor, Muslim actress, Muslim producer. And it's based in Gujarat about prohibition. So the reason why I think your uh, tweet Twitter friend might be right about it uh, finding release a bit of a struggle is that yes it is set in Gujarat but the point is that it's set in a pre-Modi Gujarat yeah, when you couldn't breathe in a little bit of Gujarat since it was the 1990s. That's also what I'm actually looking forward to. It looks like it's got its retro thing done down quite well. And he's got a journalist to, uh, to come on board. He has a researcher, another reporter friend that... Uh, Ashish Vashi is writing it, Hadith Mehta, who is a, a journalist. He's, so he's done his research, you at least know, and he did travel through uh, this thing from Umbergao to Bhuj. He went from 2011 to 2012. He was just researching the story. So I think it, it shows great promise. And when Shah Rukh is given a chance to act, which is very rarely, he does do a good job. So he's, always, he's always done those negative roles well, but I do want to take a moment to talk about Nawazuddin Siddiqui, who is basically, whose character is a uh, police officer who is pitted against uh, Shah Rukh Khan's character named Rais. Um, Nawazuddin is always fantastic, right? He's just an outstanding actor. But when he has to do the little guy who's going to take on these scary proportions just because he's taken on a mission, he's particularly good. So I, I'm i really, really looking forward to seeing Shah Rukh Khan in his acting mode with Nawazuddin also in his acting mode. And Atul Kulkarni also, who's an excellent actor. Altogether, this film, I feel if it, if it ends up, you know, living up to its trailer expectations, we have a really, really good film to kick off, uh, 2017. And Sunny Leone. Thank you for bringing her in <laughs> when we were talking about acting credentials <laughs> and serious uh, philosophical, ideological, political heft and not to mention cinematic quality. Thank you for bringing her in. Yes, I just wanted to bring some balance and perspective. You're too kind. So we're coming to the end of this week's Awful and Awesome, which is my cue to tell you to please let us know what you think of the episode at contact at newslaundry.com or Twitter. So since Reis's trailer has come out and we're all, as you can tell, very excited about it, I thought that we would make this week's question about Reis. Um, meanwhile, before I get into that, uh, thank you to everyone who did write in with the correct answer. It was indeed Pumalai by Ilya Raja. Um, there were a few people who on Twitter told me that that was extremely simple as a question. Um, guys, I gotta tell you, North India is not that well known, well familiar with Ilya Raja's uh, discography. But anyway, thank you for writing in, and please do keep telling us uh, what you think of our podcast at contact at newslaundry.com. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Um, please consider subscribing because you know we're awesome. 
um, and we're not trying not to be awful. There's also Hafta, there's Just Sports. We've got a lot of stuff that you can go through. Now, for this week's question, here it is. The film race is set in 1980s Gujarat and it's about, as most of you know, a bootlegger named Rais Alam. Now, what I want you to tell me is, what is the name of Nawazuddin Siddiqui's character in Rais? Right? Nawazuddin Siddiqui in Rais, what is the character he's playing? Let us know at contact at newslaundry.com. In the meanwhile, thank you, Miss Sen. Thank you, Miss Paul. It's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.